0: That music, you know, I'm not dead. No, it's time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball. And this is Jamie Rutsky coming to you live from the greater Chicago area where it is steamy and everything is hot but the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. I talk about the lighter side of life. Tony La is getting what he deserves and he could care less I mean, I think he's inspired by the fact that they are just ripping him after virtually every game on national TV because Tony T-Bone LaRussa doesn't care. He doesn't he care about anything. He's in the Hall of Fame. He smokes cigars with the chairman. And uh, he can make stupid, unbelievably dumb moves. Uh, and um, he could care less, you know. Well, he's just never wrong. Pretty funny. I always reference La Russa with my friend whose father was the owner of the Denver uh, baseball team, the Denver Bears. And he has that six-page letter from La Russa begging. You know, T-Bone went to law school. He, and, and when he went to law school, they didn't do this for me, but they apparently gave him a legal pad. To write on. So he took this legal pad that they gave him when he was a first year law student and he wrote a letter because he didn't like property or torts or any of the same classes I didn't like in law school. In fact, I didn't like any class in law school. Uh, anyway, and he wrote this long letter to my good friend Bob and Bob's dad, actually, Jim. And uh, Jim Burris wouldn't take a rocket science to figure out Jim Burris was the. Uh, president of the Denver Bears. And Larusa wrote him a long letter begging him, please, Jim, employ me. I would love to be your manager. And uh, ever since, you know, he had a good run, got fired by the White Sox, and I think Jerry apparently regretted it. I mean, kudos to Jerry. I'll tell you what, Jerry is really, really good at making money and really, really good at... um, you know, putting on a pretty good show with pretty good food and pretty good ground crew and a ballpark that I don't like, but be that as it may, Jerry is struck out. He's like 0 for 4. He's got the golden sombrero of managerial picks. Oh, my God. Robin Ventura, Ozzie Guillen, Tony La Russa. Oh my God, you might as well get me. At least I'd do well in the press conferences, unlike Tony. Anyway, we'll get back to that, I suppose, because I think that's pretty funny. He had a hitter down one and two against the Dodgers, and he walks him. Now, this ain't Joe Madden with Bryce Harper. This isn't Barry Bonds going for his umpteenth gazillionth home run. No, I mean, this was what could have been Bellinger or Turner or Taylor or I don't know who the hell it was. But he has them down one and two and then he goes the old four fingers. They told Tony what that meant. Um, four fingers because I don't think that's on this new pitch stuff. You know, you can't hit a button that says, are you guys following this pitch com? So... When you watch a game now, instead of the catcher squatting and putting his glove down near his knee and his his uh, left-hand uh, shin to cover up the signs, no. Now we have pitch calm and pitch calm. Now they cover up the little thing on their knee with their glove so that the hitter can't look and see what where he's pushing. You know, if the Astros have analyzed pitch comms dial, and they have hired a guy to spy on the catcher's back of his hand so that they have employed a person who can look at where the back of the hand goes to pick a pitch, and they can steal the signal that way. They're the only team that's been able to do that. The only team. And so the Strohs uh, have gone from a garbage can to an expert palm reader, but this is the back of the hand, so it's like not a palm. <laughs> anyway, pinch com, the catcher hits a little button, and then a voice says, Slide her down. It's another button, Split her up. It's another button, Sinker outside. So it gives the pitch and the location. We don't know whose voice. Now, before Paul DeYoung got farmed out by the St. Louis Cardinals, he was playing shortstop. He'd been there for a few years, he, home run leader. And with guys like Arenado and, and uh, Goldschmidt on your team, being home run leader, it like, yeah, was pretty good. Not this year. So anyway, before he got sent down... He was playing shortstop, and the voice was so loud. because the shortstop and second baseman, or one of the two get it. They're they're connected with the transmitter for pitchcom so that they can then relay to the other guy, curveball, fastball. Now, I don't know what they do for uh, knuckleball. I guess they open their mouth if it's a off-speed or a change, and they close their mouth if it's just a straight fastball. And that gives them the ability to... Read and anticipate what the hitter's supposed to do. And then you reference that with the shift, and you got a mess. And if you have a picture that's not exactly precise, I mean, how how does the shift work? And oh well, okay. So where where we were was Rip and La gleefully, talking about uh, the Dodgers and the White Sox after T-Bone walk the batter. Up comes Max Muncie and hits a three-run homer. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, okay, that's bad enough. All right, that's funny. I mean, that's funny. If I had done that in Little League, the parents would have been ripping on me. They would have wanted a new guy to carry the equipment and babysit with their kids, but it didn't happen. I'm not going to, number one... We, in the Little League or in Pony League, American Legion, whatever you want to call it, no matter what, it wasn't that easy to walk a, pit, a person intentionally. And we'd, we didn't have a deal where you wiggle four fingers and then you just say, walk them, go to first. We had to like throw four straight, basically pitch outs. Now, interestingly, back in the day, if the catcher got out of the little catcher's box, which is a batter's box, but it's for the catcher. Uh, no, he doesn't share a box with the batter. He's behind home plate. Stays in his box. Theoretically, if he comes out of that little box before the ball, the pitch out is released from the hand of the pitcher, it's a balk. I don't think it's been called in this century, but, but it, that's, that's a balk. So anyway... Bone walks a guy, four fingers, take your base. You know, the batter's like, what? What? I, I, it's going to help my, op- my on base percentage, plus, won't do much for my slugging percentage. But Scooby Dooby Shrimp Scampy with the Cubs broadcast crew, curing insomnia, I might add. They get worse. He's managed to make JD, Jim DeShays, crummy, horrible the shrimp scampi. Oh my lord. And then they show these graphics. You know, about how many hard balls they hit. What's the evo? Evo. That's not the, you know, last time we talked about nicknames. Ain't nobody named Evo. That's exit velocity. Hit the ball hard and that's like new. I mean, it's a new thing to follow. Evo, launch angle. Uh, percentage of time balls are hit in play, hard hit balls, and you name it, these bozos. That's one thing to c- track that. It's another thing to talk about. You p- contrast Bob Uecker broadcast with Shrimp Scampi, and why, and Scampi ought to be paying the Cubs and Craig Kenny, whatever they're. Vice President of Making Money is what a The dude was on the ropes. It was like Ali Foreman. Before the rope dope this guy Kenny was out the door. And that would have been a good move. Oh, the Cubs are so bad. They're they're as bad as when Bob Sheffing managed the team way back when. And and Holland was the the general manager who made the great trade, Lou Brock for Ernie Brolio. The front office is so bad. Theo just left town, and whatever good he did, which I'm not sure he did a lot of good, Hey, Jamie, won the World Series. true. Same thing for the Bo Sox. I can't argue with that. God love Theo. Back to T-Bone. <laughs> we'll take a break here for a minute, because uh, this is too much fun. I, I sh- And I get paid for the... No, I don't. Don't you love it when guys say... And I get paid for this job. Well, uh, this isn't a job. I don't get paid. I, uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm pumped up. Guys were wondering where have you been? What are you doing? And uh, well, number one, I had to move all my stuff uh, to my place in Chicago, and now most of it's here, and it's good stuff, man. I got like a. I had my own little hall of fame. Uh, No, nothing I did. You know, somebody, uh, it was my 50-year college reunion, okay? Class of 72. Who goes to their college reunion? I talked to a guy, I went to Notre Dame. Okay, if I I was part of the fighting Irish baseball team of 1969, I could probably go back to a reunion. I mean, I think a reunion at Notre Dame would be cool. A reunion at Stanford would be cool. A reunion, I don't know anywhere else that it would be cool, but it certainly wasn't cool. But the guy in charge of trying to track down people to go from SMU and my fraternity tracked me down. And for, you know, forever. One of my favorite stories is that I walked down and I made uh, the baseball team that turned out to be the worst baseball team. The history of Division One baseball until I made the team my second year, and that team was worse than my first year. And as bad as all of that was, I think I, I was delusional. Somewhere, I had convinced myself, and I, I and I believe me, I knew this was just a figment of my imagination. That I, my, the best thing I did, and I, this was kind of my euchre, work, my euchre f- humor. Not that I'm funny like Bob, because nobody is. But I told people that my claim to fame was striking out against Bert Hooten a couple times. Well, here's this guy, you know, this random dude who's collecting individuals with nothing better to do than go to their 50-year reunion, which would have been fun. I would have liked to see a lot of good friends. I'm not dissing SMU. I'm not dissing uh, my fraternity, ru Ra Rega. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, when a couple of my buddies were forced to withdraw from the action, I didn't go. just been to Dallas a couple weeks before, didn't want to go back down. Okay. So, here's this guy, hey, you know, trying to get you to go to the 50-year reunion, can I put you down for a yay or an nay? Well, I don't know. And then he segues for no reason. I, I didn't invite him, I didn't say, oh... We're having a reunion of the SMU baseball team before they did away with baseball, Title IX. Um, they should have gone with a girls' softball team, which could have beat our team. We, I mean, we were like, there was no limit. I've talked about this before, but I've been doing this for four, four years. So there's no limit on the number of games we played in NCAA baseball back in 1969 and 70. Now they have a limit now they limit practice, whatever, they they didn't have any rules back then, because frankly, if they did have rules about baseball, nobody at SMU knew them, and if they did care about baseball, nobody cared about SMU baseball. I mean, absolutely pathetic baseball, and as this guy that was rounding people up for for the little reunion in Dallas said, you know, it really bothered me, Jamie, and I go... You know what? What's what's what bothered you that you remember? I don't even remember this guy. Now my buddies in the fraternity say this guy was in. The, I don't remember. I don't know who he was. No idea. Can't recall. I looked at pictures. He didn't look real familiar. And uh, he said, "Man," and I said, "You know, like I said, uh, what, what what was what was what bothered you about anything to do with me? That for the two years you were on the SME baseball team." Coach Finley never let you bat. I go, damn, you know, he's guy's right. I can't argue with that. If you go Google SMU 1969-70 baseball, I don't think anything comes up. Now, I know because I cut so many classes in my spring semester of freshman and sophomore year Uh, that I had to join the Marine Corps. You know, so I can thank Bob Finley because joining the Marine Corps was a really, really good move. And uh, had I not been on the baseball team, had I not been dropping classes left and right, I probably wouldn't have joined the Marine Corps. Then I probably wouldn't have gotten into law school. Then I probably wouldn't have finished law school. I probably wouldn't have gone in the Marines and been a a defense lawyer and had a lot of fun. Wow. You know? Um, What are they... What do they call that? I know they call it, uh, there's a movie by that name, Serendipity. Another trivia question. Speaking of trivia, okay, folks, we'll announce the answers to this next week, because we're going to do a podcast a week from yesterday, June 20th. I'm trying to bend the arm of at least Craig Kishan, do some, memory for, some memorializing for Nelly. His birthday is June 20th. We'll do a podcast. And if anybody can answer the question. Remember I said I'd buy everybody. I can't remember what I said I'd buy. If the Cubs finished 500. And, you know, the Cubs went on a little run. They, they, they had a four-game winning streak. And I was getting calls and emails saying, Hey, man, I think it's going to be great to go out. You're going to take me out to lunch. The Cubs are going to finish over. Not even close. They're not going to finish over 400. No bets. Not over 400. Anyway, if you call in next week or email me, and you folks have my email address, if you go to my Facebook page, which I might have turned off my Facebook page. Anyway, so here's the trivia question. If you can answer it next week, I'll buy you breakfast. All right? If we're in the same town at the same time, I'll buy you a good breakfast. Here it is. Tonight... Flag Day. And for you people who don't know when Pearl Harbor Day is, December 7th, 1941, or Flag Day, June 14th, or Arbor Day, ah, forget Arbor Day. Today's Flag Day, June 14th. I don't know why the flag has its own holiday, but hail to the stars and stripes. I've got my folded up American flag right here. All 50 stars, 13 stripes, Old glory is beautiful, and I would sing the Star Spangled Banner, but that wouldn't, I'd lose audience, and I don't have the audience to lose. Here's the trivia tonight, the Los Angeles Dodgers take on the California Angels. There are, for the first time since 1982, okay, since 1982 there are six MVP former MVPs playing in the game tonight. That's right. The Dodgers versus the Angels. Now we all, we'll get started a little bit. We know that um, Mike Trout won an MVP. We know that Mookie Betts won an MVP. We know that, Um, Cody Bellinger, I believe, won an MVP. And that's two from the Dodgers. And I'll give you two. We've got Mike Trout and show me the money. No, not Tom Cruise. Not Rod. What's his name? That was a great movie. Was that a great movie? Rod. You know, now I did Top Gun. I never flew in the military. But basically, Cruise was doing movies mimicking or imitating or based on my life. Okay, no, I didn't race cars. But I was an agent who lost all my business. I never got somebody like Rod. I had Nelson Santovania. I negotiated a major league contract. Now, if my guy from SMU found me and said... Uh, it's too bad you had that business and nobody stayed with you until they reached the major leagues. Okay, I go liar. Nelson Sanovania stayed with me for one year. Then he fired my ass after I got him a good contract. And the sucker, I put the old Dominican Cuban hex on him, and he'd be gone from baseball after a bad year with the Kansas City Royals. So, and that—that's a little hint on the trivia question. Okay, Kansas City Royals. Nelson Santovania, I just unpacked the Nelson, I have a ball from Santovania, my other, and he wasn't loyal, everybody, I got an all-star team of guys that fired me, Cangelosi, Karkovice, Kenny Williams, Bobby Thickpen. you name it, anyway, um, Alphornia Jones, Uh, I, I think that his his dad was Al, and I can't remember his mom's name, but they must have had Al in California, and so they named Al Al-Fornia. Uh, Al-Fornia, number 49 with the Chicago White Sox, saved the first three victories for Tom Seaver, Tom Terrific, GTS Wine. I'm looking at it right now. Isn't it amazing how the mind still works? I can go and ramble on from one subject to another. Trivia. Okay, so the Royals. I uh, remember I said it hasn't happened since 1982, when six players in a game against each other were former MVPs. That's the most valuable players for you folks out there that don't follow baseball. And I've, I've got a lot of fans out there that really don't know anything about baseball, and so they listen to me. And yeah, you know, I'm not gonna educate anybody. I didn't, I didn't ever. I said I'm doing this because Nellie passed away. And we used to talk baseball, and I don't have anybody to talk baseball to. So I talked to you guys and try to, as as uh, one of my loyal, loyal Astro Ranger guys, good buddy of mine in Dallas, really, really good buddy of mine. You know who you're out there, Jorge. Anyway, um, good friend who said, you know, it's like going out and listening to your podcast, like going to have a beer with you, but uh, only one guy can talk. <laughs> Yeah, that's me, so like it or not, you're not going to learn. Okay, now we're learning something. Okay, here we go. Here's I'm not going to give away the entire end of the deal either. So I've given you four of the six MVPs for the Dodgers Angels game tonight. Now I'm going to give you the other team when that happened most recently. 1982, yes, 1982 was a good year for the Milwaukee Brewers. They almost beat the St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series, and they had a lot of good. Robin Young, Paul Molitor, they had, what a great team. Uh, Storm and Norman, I think Harvey Keane might have been mad. I don't, they, they were good. They have nothing to do with this trivia answer. Okay, I don't know how many MVPs they had, but I just named two, two Hall of Famers. Not nah, nah. Storm and Norman, sorry. Uh, Harvey Wallbanger. Uh, I love Storm and Norman. He's a never signed a bat for me. Every golf tournament he played, and he'd run away before I could get to him. Smart guy. 1982, Kansas City Royals, in what, their 12th year of existence, versus the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Okay? Call them what you want. The Halos. The team that just fired my favorite manager, Joe Madden. How can you fight? It's like firing Santa Claus. How do you fire? Are you kidding me? Now you hired him. You knew what he was like. You knew what his little quirks were. They fired Joe Madden. Now, he'd lost a franchise record 12 or 13 in a row. How about those Braves? I got another Braves fan, listener. You know who you are. You're with me in the hatred of the St. Louis Cardinals. But the Braves have been on a tear. Until now, Albies broke his foot. That could hurt. Okay. The Royals and the Angels had six MVPs. And at least two, I'll give you two from the Royals, okay? George Brett now, boy, that was a toughie, right? Number five, the swing that Charlie Lau made, the swing that George perfected, got nothing but good to say about George, who I put in the top ten hitters, certainly that I saw in my life, and I saw Williams, I saw Willie Mays, I saw Mickey Mantle. I saw Tony Quinn, and I saw George Brett, and I saw, I'm sure, a few others. I did, No, I didn't see Ty Cobb. Okay. Um, or Joe Jackson. Um, some other good swings. I, you know, I, I just think that lefties always have a better swing. Lefties always pitch better. The whole game should, when the righty's on the mound, the camera should do like it was a mirror and make it look like he's Sandy Koufax throwing left-handed even if he's a right-handed pitcher. That looks so cool. I don't know why. Bats, Cody Bellinger. Oh! Remember, I might have inferred that he won an MVP. He's got a sweet swing. Now, nobody had a sweet swing like like Tony Gwynn or like Splendid Splinter. Um, but anyway, uh, Brett, Brett, had, Brett was one of the best hitters in the game ever. So... There's one. Second MVP, uh, his last name was a color, not Rose. Is Rose a color? Yeah, it might be. Uh, Vita Blue. Vita Blue. Now, I don't know if he pitched that night, but he was on the team. The Angels, now, you know, there you got to kind of scratch your head a little bit. Come up with a couple to help you guys out, um, because then in, in that day, you know we're all going. Eh, let's see, Trout was not around, and uh, Jim Fergusi probably wasn't uh, wasn't a big guy. Um, who would that Who would that be? Well, here's a clue: Rodney Carew. Pretty good. MVP. The others you're going to have to just kind of come up with on your own. And we're going to take a break, a short break. Tyler we will play some Hawaiian music. You know, maybe a little sitar music, guitar music, uh, the kind that you can put a lay on and dance around. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to go get our Hawaiian guest back. He was good. And I didn't have to talk. Day I talk, so let's put you on hold. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about whatever I feel like talking about on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever else you get. Don't you love that? Wherever else you get, it's the same deal. Whether you're um, Bob Costas doing, everybody's doing a podcast now. I was the first. First. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute after a little music. Jamie Ruskin, The Lighter Side of Baseball. Stay tuned. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that music. I always do. I'd like it a lot more if I was in Honolulu, or Maui. Even better, man. Here today, gone to Maui. Right now, with inflation and the airfares rising with fuel costs, a first-class ticket to Maui will set you back about three at large. In the gambling world, that's three thousand. How about gambling? The spread on MLB Network. What a stupid show. They talk about every. God, dog, bet you can make. And you can make a lot of bets. You can make a bet every second. I mean, and 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 then at the end of this show or on their commercials, if you know anybody with a gambling problem, have them call. Well, again, I've said this before. It's like a guy handing out cocaine and then saying, hey, if anybody has a cocaine trial problem, here's a number to call. 1-800-PRISON-REFORM. Anyway, I just, ah, there are a lot of things I don't get lately. But... But betting, baseball, Pete Rose, and Joe Jackson, give me a break. Well, we can't let Pete in the Hall of Fame. He lied. Oh, wow. Don't let Manfred in the Hall of Fame. That's all he does is lie. Speaking of that, the great thing about my show is I can say pretty much anything I want as long as it's my opinion. Or it's based on I don't know what. Everybody I talk about are public figures. And at least currently with the New York Times case, you know, unless I do something and I know it's totally not true, and again, I'm not going to get into a, a, a class on tort law as it pertains to broadcast journalism because this show is just that—broadcast journalism. However, I say nothing that I was untrue, and Manfred is not any bigger a liar than Pete Rose. And Joe Jackson hit 375 in the World Series. Let him in the Hall of Fame. And while we're at it, you know, this, exp- this shows my view of baseball. You guys, you knew that the steroid situation existed. Mr. Seelig, I think, knew. I don't know if he testified that he knew. I would guess he knew. Maybe he didn't know what it meant. And I love Bud. I think he's a, he's a always nice to me, and he was the best witness I ever put on. So I'm not picking on him the way I pick on Mighty Manfred, but I can because I have not. This is not sponsored by MLB. It's not sponsored by the Chicago White Sox Baseball Club. It's not sponsored by anybody. Now, The flip side is like the Marquee Sports Network. What a joke! I mean, again, money. How can we? Why should we pay WGN? Even though they've been broadcasting since we started, why should we pay them? We can get money. We can make money. Not a net net loss. This will be a net net gain. We can spread the word, and we can pay ourselves in one column to another column, along with our new column. Called betting, and the other new column called marijuana with our Ryan Sandberg leading the way as a sponsor, national representative for an unnamed cannabis company. Okay, that's great. As I predict, prostitution will be a major player in the world of baseball soon. From us. Sponsorship, you know, they'll have uh, the local whorehouse can have, not poorhouse, although poorhouse is a good little place to go. It's really big on uh, Well Street in Old Town. You know how they superimpose in the back of the mound the name of a sponsor? Well, you can have Lil's House of Ill Repute, and uh, although that's long, maybe just Ill Repute. And uh, the White Sox will make a little money off of that. And I'm not faulting anybody. To, wants to make money. It's just, you know, why? Why do I care? That's a that's a really good question. Um, I don't know why I care. I don't care much anymore. Although I still have ten games to go to that I shared season ticket with my good buddy. Anyway. Um, we were talking about something that was extraordinary. Besides gambling, and besides Pete Rose, and bef- oh, on uh, somebody tried to be critical of the Cubs, he got fired off a of Marquee Network. You can't say anything against. How can you talk and analyze baseball pregame, postgame, Kurt Bright? Bryant- How can you talk Cubs baseball and not be negative? Well, I plead guilty, guilty, guilty for being a realist when it comes to the Chicago Cubs. Now, I don't know much about the Pirates, the Reds, the A's, the Rockies, uh, the Orioles, and pretty soon, uh, we're going to follow, we're going to see who wins the pit Award for the pittiest pit team in baseball. Yes, we're going to award a big underarm pit Award to the worst of the worst. Okay? And there are... Some really, but I do know a thing or two about the Cubs, and I do know a thing or two about the Royals. Two of the eight, we're gonna have an eight team division because soon, yep, you heard it here first on the lighter side of baseball. Soon, there will be four one, two, three, four eight team divisions in Major League Greedball. Greed, did I say greedball? I mean. Major League Baseball, MLB Properties, MLB Network, MLB. Uh, This game is brought to you by the Chicago Cubs. Any attempt to rebroadcast, reproduce, or any other way of uses, uh, you'll be prosecuted and you'll never be allowed to come to Wrigley Field. Okay. Eight teams are going to be in each division because the boys. Now, here's the only question mark. What... Will it cost the two expansion teams to come into Major League Baseball? What do you think? Now it's going to be north of a billion and probably south of three billion. billion. B is in Bravo, I is in India, Lima, Lima, Oscar, November. It's my military background. I remember that. I also remember I can't hear because in training, We didn't have ear protection to fire M-16s. Yes, we had automatic assault rifles uh, because that's what the Marines do. Okay, I'm not going to get into the Second Amendment battle, but really, public access to assault rifles and magazines with maximum clips of 50? I don't think so. You ain't going to have much of a deer left if you use an AR-15 on the old Bambi. Okay, that's all the politicizing I'm going to do. God love you out there. What the hell is he talking about? The Second Amendment guarantees they're going to go buy me an assault rifle. That's right. I don't even have to take a lesson. I don't have to buy insurance. I don't have to get certified by anybody. You know, it's easier to get an assault rifle than a vaccination for uh, uh, COVID. Oh, there you go again. You're getting the COVID vaccine. Okay. I can do that. Click, click, click. Don't go. Don't go. I'm still talking baseball here on the lighter side. Okay. And, uh, you know, we're going to have another one of these fun deals in another week to talk about Nelly Belly. Oh, my God. My office is a shrine to Dave. I mean, Dave was a good friend, a good guy, a hell of a baseball player, but really... I've kind of gone overboard on 2016 Cubs and uh, my good buddy Nelly. God love him. Okay, Um, we're still trying to get Kashawn. He's ducking me. He's got his own podcast now. He's ducking me. Anyway, the Cubs are the worst franchise in baseball. I've got to tell you that I thought the Orioles were the worst franchise in baseball. Um, But the Cubs have done it. See, the Orioles, I think, have done it through hard-earned incompetence. You know, really horrible management. Peter Angelos, bad manager, owner. Um, and a manager, when you look at Tony Lewis. Oh, you know, how much difference. Look at Buck Showalter and the Mets. They are number one on the power rankings this week. Right behind the Yankees, so I guess they're number two. Oh god, I love my math. This is great. I love the show. Anyway, um it started a long time before Theo showed up. But I mean Mr. Ricketts why you know I know you gotta clear everything through Joe. Uh Dad. Daddy oh Mister pac, pac he's he's pac man for a certain uh, a fac- facet of the one of our uh, national parties. Joe Ricketts, he will never be accused of, well, he is the father of the owner of the Cubs. and Joe has the money, you know, right. He's kind of what I would call the self-service version of Warren Buffett, okay? Berkshire Hathaway, we know the deal, oh my God. Um, but they did it through investing in America, investing in the companies. Ricketts made a lot of money by having like a uh, drive in um, brokerage company. I mean, hats off to him. I mean, God, dog. <laughs> I've got a show I can't get a sponsor for. I'm going to knock Joe Ricketts and Ameritrade? I don't think so. Anyway, uh, they're just so bad, and then to, to to require guys on their TV station to not criticize them—you you can't talk without criticizing them. They suck. I guarantee you, we'll never know. They are playing in the field of dream game against the Cincinnati Reds. Is that funny? Last year, the Yankees played the White Sox. The White Sox were Larusa hadn't been able to. You know what I'm up yet, and it was a great experience because of the 1919 Joe Jackson-led Black Sox coming through the field, saying, ain't so, Joe. Let's have a catch, Dad. God, it was great. Two good teams. Now we're in the armpit of the field of dreams, one of these two teams is gonna win the armpit award. Gonna finish last. Um, Cubs play Cincinnati. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, you got Joey Vado and uh name name somebody on the Cubs that has a 10% chance of getting in the Hall of Fame. Now Vado, I think, is gonna get in the Hall of Fame. Name somebody on the Cubs that has a 10% chance, 5% chance, 1% chance of getting in the Hall of Fame. Um, The only one, and it's not going to happen, is Wilson Contreras. He's it. Now, you can expand that to the guys they let go. Hugh Darvish, Kyle Schwarber. Kimbrell, maybe Kimbrell. you know, Kimbrell might, but he's gone. Bryant, no way. Rizzo, no way. Hayward, no way. Rossi, no way. Lackey, Lester, maybe Lester, I don't know. but I mean, he just quit. I mean, he retired. They they're so bad they could not they could not win the AAA War, the AAA uh, title. I don't think they could win the double-A title. They have no all-star except for Contreras. Poor Kyle Hendricks. I mean, he signed. He is stupid. You know, Kyle, I mean, I I admire your stupidity for taking the contract that you took. Uh, Team-friendly. F- and, and, you know, maybe figures, uh, how many millions do you need? And I agree. I mean, I'd like to try to answer that with a few more million, but... Now he's like the batting practice pitcher, and he's their ace. Then they paid seventy million for that other bozo, Stroman. Is that his name? Oh my god! So if you're going to pay him seventy, why not pay you ninety? I don't get it. If you're going to, and then they go out and get Madrigal. and if they had all these guys together, will if they paid seventy million for say Yasuzuki? I don't know. He paid a lot of money for Hayward. That was a bad deal. Paid Smiley. He paid all these guys with broken arms. Now they got Miley and Smiley back. They're bad. I mean, they're just, they're bad. This guy, um, Morell is fun to watch. You know, I, just, I came up with his nickname, SEMO. Well, they came up with it. I just talked about it. SEMO. Um, okay, before time gets away, and it is, I want to uh, go over the contenders for the Armpit Award. The lighter side of baseball, this is the Armpit Award, and we're going to follow this through the end of the year. And if we were betting, we would have the over-under at 70, okay? What teams that I'm about to read for the Armpit Award will be over 70 wins, okay? Here we go. You've got the D-backs the Orioles, i'm i'm going to read 10 just because, you know these first three may not be the pit of the pits the d-backs the rockies those two guys are they're bad they're embarrassingly bad make a lot of money here's the armpit contenders okay in my 8 8 team division Remember, we're going to have expansion. Uh, It ought to be Las Vegas, but I don't think it will be. Who will it be? Asheville, North Carolina? Mm, I don't think so. I think um, Memphis, Portland, Montreal, I would go with New Orleans, are all contenders along with Las Vegas. They're going to pay between a billion and three billion. That money goes out to the. uh, To the poor little guys that own these teams. Ooh, boo-hoo. And the poor little guys who have amassed the armpit contenders. Here they are. Armpit number one contender, the Kansas City Royals. Ooh, they're bad. They're not only bad, they play bad. Boy, Ben Attendee's going to be gone. And, um, you know... Two-hit-wits down to no-hit-wits, so he may stick around. Poor guy. Uh, Perez, he's going to be a lifetime guy. The Reds, so bad. One of my viewers said, oh, thank God the Cubs aren't the Reds. (laughs) There's only three-game difference right now in the armpit standings. The A's, the Nationals, the Pirates, the Tigers, the Cubs, and the Orioles. Wow. Now, every year, I'd say we got the Orioles, the Tigers, the Pirates, the Reds. You know, Central Division sucks. They ought to go back. Just send the Central Division somewhere and bring in uh, 10 new expansion teams. That'd be a good deal. Um, really bad. I mean, the White Sox are still in it, and, and they suck. So anyway, the Cubs have nobody. I mean, the wisdom, oh, my God. He's like Soriano without the background or the pedigree. Slider down, slider down, slider down, strike one, strike Why anybody throws this guy? I guess they just feel sorry for the Cubs. Uh, then you've got um, the other guy at first base, which is, God, he seems like a nice guy. You, I don't think he drinks beer. I'd say if you wanted to have a good time with him, you'd go out and have a Gatorade, shoot the shit. Uh, that's uh, Frank the Tank Schwindel. Uh, Nico Horner is a guy that I'd put on a major league roster. Uh, Madrigal, I guess. The White Sox traded him for Kimbrell. He's the only guy that, you know, we brought up Killian because he was the guy we got for Chris Bryant. From the, he was supposed to be their number one guy. He just got shelled. Oh, my God. Pitched four good innings and then the roof caved in. Maybe he'll be back. I don't know. Um, Sorrell, their star, they brought up from AA. And so who's running the team? Who figured, oh, this guy sucks, keep him in AA, bring him to the majors. He sets a franchise record for the most consecutive games on base to start a career. Ian Happ, what a joke. If anybody thinks he's good, trade him. But don't wait till the trade deadline. Trade him now. Trade Strowman. Can you get anything for Strowman? Hell no. You might be able to get something for Contreras. Uh, You know, Hendricks is a good fifth man. He's got a good contract. Trade his ass. Trade them all. Because you have no chance. And with Jed Hoyer running the show, you have no chance. With Ricketts owning the team, you have no chance. They are my clear contender for the arm armpit. But they'll probably get beat out by Cincinnati. Uh, We'll have the standings next week, and we'll go over those. That's it. Um, pretty upbeat, you know. The PGA is sanctioned anybody that played for the Saudis. Maybe that's good. I'm not going to politicize the show. You know, I wouldn't do that. So you got the U.S. Open going on this week. You had the Belmont Stakes last week. The Kentucky Derby winner, Rich Strike, eighty to one. He didn't exactly. He performed like like. Why didn't he do that in the Derby? He stunk. I don't know what got into him, and uh, so next week we'll uh, talk a little bit about David Earl. Yeah, I reckon sentimental. I'm j- yawning, yawning. Uh, played golf yesterday. Hot. It's like a hundred degrees here today and tomorrow. Wow. Anyway, folks, this is great. We're back. We're better than well, I don't know. I think it's a pretty good show. So. Stay tuned for next week. Let me check to see if any didn't know. Nope. Uh, Kashan is yet to call in. He's yet to respond. They played a night in New York, so maybe he's doing the pregame. I'll give him that. So for Jamie Uretzky and nobody else, for all my sponsors that I don't have, for Rob Manfred, for the Major League Baseball Network, for the Golf Channel, for FanDuel, and every other betting company in America. Have a great day. Stripe it down the middle and get ready for Nelly Palooza next week coming to you probably from none other than Wisconsin. So there you have it. Enjoy the day and watch the game tonight for Jamie Rutsky. Spotify, and all the others, have a great, great day.